Welcome to the O Woman Podcast, where we discuss, oh, so many things related to women's sexuality, bodies, thoughts, and lives. We'll talk about everything from our relationships, to our orgasms, to our children, and our ovaries. And we'll share outstanding experiences, and ordinary ones. I'm Emma, and a big open welcome to you. Thanks for joining me for the show today. This is episode 116 of the O Woman Podcast. And today's topic is navigating your first year of marriage. Um, as Jason and I near our first anniversary, um, I would like to just kind of reflect on what's been a really successful, almost first year of marriage without any major bumps. Um, and and I really wanted to talk about this because you often hear, oh, the first year is really hard. The first year is difficult and complicated and stressful. Um, and so if, if it's hard, don't give up because it's just the first year you're getting used to everything. And I just kind of wanted to compare that thought to our actual experiences and think about what advice I would give someone about getting through their first year of marriage. Just some simple tips. Nothing super complicated because everybody has their own personal ways of coping with things. So some of these might apply to you and some of them might not, depending on the way your relationship is. Um, but I just wanted to reflect on that today. We got um, we got married last September. So we're coming up soon, pretty soon, a couple months on our one-year anniversary. And time has flown by literally I I feel like there's a chance we'll actually forget our anniversary when it comes up because we're busy and we're doing lots of stuff and we sort of have now taken it for granted um that we have this uh now pronounced and announced long-term commitment um simply because I think we felt like that emotionally before we got married we felt that we that we'd already been prepared to commit to each other. It wasn't a quick thing. We didn't jump into it. Um, we were together for about three years before it, which to some people that would be jumping into it. And to others that would be waiting a long time. So we, we sort of, I guess had a middle ground amount of knowing each other before we got married. Um, and before that we shared a lot of things and had a lot of shared life decisions and things like that, that I'll kind of elaborate on more later that I think in our case helps the first year of marriage feel just a lot like another year, just any other year, but with, with a few, you know, major differences. Um, so first of all, the first year of marriage, I, I think this first year has been more trying than the others, but in a good way. And it's hard for me to fully explain that. I think it's only been more trying in that there's been more big feelings coming out of us about decisions we want to make. Um, and so that's how it's been more trying. Luckily, we've agreed on most of these decisions, so it's not been a big argument or a big problem or a big issue. But I think it has been more trying, not more stressful, um, but just more raw and intense, which I think is great, and I'm glad that that's, that's happened. Um, and often you hear the first year is hard. Um, whether or not you've lived with that person before, whether or not you've had sex with them before, whether or not you've bought something with them before, etc. And I think that's true. Because in the case of Jason and I, we had sex years before we got married. We were already living together. We already bought a house together. Um, we already had a dog together, which is, is kind of a milestone. <laughs> um, so we had a lot of things that we already shared. And even though... Um, our, us getting married was sort of just a fun big party, um, and a legal, a legal, um, event. And, um, 
you know, us just announcing to our family and friends, look, we're together officially, yay! Um, even though it was mostly, you know, it was pretty similar to to all of our other years, it still had some changes in it. It still had some differences that um, have given us a lot of new things to kind of think about as we go through this year. Um, so just because maybe maybe we didn't do it in a way so another couple might have done it. For example, my best friend um, bought a house and li- they, she and lived with her husband after they got married, not before. They had sex after they got married. They waited until they got married. Um, so there's a lot of differences in the way your trajectory of your relationship can, can go. But I still think even though you might be getting used to more things about each other or you might just be um, delving deeper into what you know about each other, I still think the first year can be a little bit trying. Um, so... One thing that I think you'll be surprised to hear is that even though it can be hard, like there can be some new big discussions that come up, it can also be easier in some ways, which sort of balances out what makes it difficult. So if you think about it, whether or not you were living together before, whether or not you had all these shared things before, this is the first year where you actually now are thinking as a team for sure, 100%. Because sometimes before um, you've gotten married or you've made the big commitment moment, however you're going to do that, um, you're thinking as a team a lot, but one of you might be thinking of, of yourself as a team 80% of the time and then individually 20% of the time. And the other person might be thinking 50-50. Even though you've agreed to be a team, you still have probably a different way of rationalizing, thinking about your teamhood or your independent self because no one wants to give up their independence of course fully but I think there's just different ways of thinking about working together and working on your own and things that are yours or feelings that are yours um, but once you've kind of made that step it see it, it, it becomes a little more cohesive of we 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 we're we're going to conquer this we're going to do this um, and it gives you both the excuse to be like hey we are the team we are not giving up um, whereas you Hopefully, I imagine you did that before you got married. But it's just an extra step in realizing that, you know, there's going to have to be some intense stuff that goes down to to make our teamhood not last. And so you get to sort of start the challenge of your future life together as allies more than anyone else in your life, which I think is a really nice feeling and which really helps buffer a lot of the potential issues you might have during your first year. So some some more tips for navigating that first year. Some of these might seem a little silly to you. Some of them might be aha moments for you. Um, when what, Whenever it is that you're listening to this episode, perhaps you're already married, perhaps you're getting married, perhaps you haven't even met anyone yet. Um, perhaps you're just in a long-term relationship and you don't plan on getting married. I would say one of the greatest tips is start being open and honest now. Hopefully you are already rather open and honest. Um, hopefully you're already honest. Maybe you just weren't naturally as open. But I think now start being open and honest. And that means specifically the things that you want in your life. You might have been holding back some ideas that you have that you were afraid to share because it might not align with the team that you're a part of with your partner. Stop holding that back. Share how you feel. Share what you want. Share what your plans are. Share what you think is valuable. And your partner should do the same. So if you want to start your own business, but you hadn't shared that with your partner yet, tell them now. So that when you say, I want to do this, we're married now, I need these resources, we need to do it, they're not shocked. I'm not saying they should be able to disagree necessarily, but 
give them sort of a heads up about whatever sort of ideas you have about what you want your life to be. Some of the basic things that people talk about are, do you want to have children? How many children do you want to have? Do you want to adopt children? Do you want to have our own biological children? Um, where do you want to live? Do you want to buy a house or rent a house? Or who's when we have children, who would like to work? Who would not like to work? Would we both like to work? You know, things like that. And that's kind of the, the along the line of what I'm talking about is be open and honest about things that you are willing to do and things that you're not willing to do. And then if you're not sure, say, I don't know if I'm willing to do that. There's a chance when the time comes, I'll be gung-ho, and there's a chance I will not at all be interested in doing it that way. You don't have to have all of your decisions figured out now, and none of this has to be set in stone. But starting to share your ideas about what you want and what you want your partner to be with you is important right now so that you don't enter the first year somewhat Mis, misguided by what you imagine them to be, what you imagine that they want, so that you don't get married and then think, they don't want to have kids? I want to have kids. I mean, most people talk enough about that kind of thing now before they get married to know. But just, just uh, you know, just in case you don't talk about that, I want to mention it so that you think about that. Um, another tip is start new things um, together that you can you can plan to do so um as, and start them as soon as you can so for example if you're going to get a bank account after you get married why not go ahead and get a bank account now together um and you know start sharing things together you can start gradually jumping into that full throttle lifestyle partnership if you're not already in that i would advise you to kind of slowly work your way into it so that when you do get married it's sort of like a smooth transition into just some other level as opposed to a huge step of lots of things now maybe your idea of what getting married is doesn't doesn't align with that um but if it does i would advise you to kind of gradually start the new things that you plan on doing like maybe live together before get the bank account together before um things like that and that's just that's only if that works for you obviously it might not work for you at all um i would also say don't have a kid yet when you first get married and this is my personal belief about just what would be too stressful but i think the first year even though jason and i have had a year that's really similar to our other years as far as our ability to get along the life we want and our understanding of communicating about it and that kind of thing still i think if we had had a kid this year decided to get pregnant immediately and have a kid it would have been really a lot on us because um it's it's just a big change anytime a change has happened even if it's just one of, that is the way you think about yourself and your partnership and the world um that counts as a change and that that can be hard to deal with some people handle change much better than others i am not so great with change i need a lot of prep <laughs> and um focus and thinking and all sorts of things before um but i just i think that it would be good to give yourself and your partner a chance to be with each other because some people aren't with each other fully with bank accounts and houses and sex and all sorts of things until they're married some people wait till they're married um and so it'd be nice to just give give yourself that chance with your partner before you become a party of three being a party of two a really cohesive party of two is one of the best foundations for making your your party of three a really solid one where you get along and you do great teamwork and you have a really positive mutually reinforcing relationship um with parenting so i would say give yourself the time to get to know each other even more before you decide to have a kid the first year 
Um, I would also say try to limit other huge life changes. Now, if you're planning on getting married and buying a house all at the same time and that's something you don't want to change, then do do it that way. But I would advise you to just be aware that when you add huge life changes to the life change of getting married, you're adding the possibility of really high level of stress, which could potentially create friction and arguments and problems, which could make your... Um, reflection on your first year be a not as nice one. Or you look back and you think, oh, first year was really rough. Um, it could have to do with having jammed in a lot of life changes in there. So think about that. Your personality might not be one where that would matter as much, but it also might. I also think that talking about your expectations with each other is important. Um, and I think one of the big ones with, for that is, um, I talked about some of the big decisions you might want to make is, do you want to have kids, this and that, those things. But I also think on more of an everyday level, for example, so general expectations about your life, the way you kind of want it to go, general expectations about your sexuality with each other and how you want it to go. Um, those things are nice to talk about up front as are everything else. But I would talk about some of those things now, just like I would talk about some of the big life change things that you might want to know if they want to be a part of with you, like getting having kids before you get married. Um, so just talking about, you know, sexuality, like, I, yeah, I definitely want to continue this or that or making sure that we're cohesive and we're close. Or if you're having sex for the first time and you get married, talking about how you think that should kind of go. And then also your goals in life. Do you want to move around a lot? Do you want to stay in one place? Um, lay some of that out. Get your money figured out too. That's a really important thing is figure out your money. So if you're going to do a shared bank account, go ahead and do that. Are you going to rely on one person to earn all the money or that one person to earn most of the money? Talk about that now so that both of you are aware of kind of what the other person expects from you. Um, Are you going to equally contribute to the household money? Are you not? Make sure that you talk about it that way because so that everyone knows what they're getting into. Um, You hear that money arguments are one of the main reasons for divorce and money issues. And it makes sense in a world where money is so idolized, money is so revered. Um, that when someone manages it incorrectly or someone feels like they're t- taken, being taken advantage of by the other partner, it can cause a whole lot of problems. So making sure that you're communicating so one of you doesn't feel taken advantage of or, um, you know, someone doesn't feel like they're the only one making money, um, if that's not what you expected, it, you need to talk about it. Another huge thing is allow arguments to happen. Do not be afraid of arguments, but argue fair. Argue, argue in a fair way. You know, screaming at each other, calling each other horrible names is not arguing fair. That's below the belt kind of stuff. Um, there's not many occasions where that's necessary. <laughs> um, and depending on your personality, there might be no occasions where that's necessary without it being like a woo be all end all moment. Um, but allow arguments to happen and allow little arguments to happen. Jason and I have noticed because we do so many projects together that because we have a lot of little arguments day to day about how to do things, we don't really have any big ones because I think we let out a little bit of our, our tension, a little bit of our stress when we feel it, as opposed to letting things build, not wanting to argue, not wanting to argue. And then all of a sudden exploding because one of us is angry with the other one. And that can happen a lot, especially when you're getting used to navigating each other emotionally. So think about that. Let yourself argue or let yourself discuss that could turn into an argument. Um, 
and talk about this in advance too. Talk about what you want emotionally and communicatively and all of those things from your partner. And last but not least, take your time getting used to your new married identity. Um, it's going to take a little while for you to like actually feel like it makes sense to say my husband or my wife or I'm married. Now I'm just totally used to it. And I think Jason and I got used to it after a month or two. But at first it seemed so weird to say. And it was surprising and it was almost exciting. And that was sort of our honeymoon period, I think, where we still weren't used to the term. Um, but but enjoy that. Um, enjoy that that weird middle ground where you're still a little bit freaked out and excited about the fact that you did get married. We did it. Oh, my gosh. Enjoy that time and communicate about how exciting it is or how weird it is to call someone your husband or your wife or say that you're married. Um, because that's an, a nice bonding moment, too. Because you acknowledge to each other that you both made this huge step and you both recognize that it's a big deal and you're both kind of giddy and excited about it. So keep some of these tips in mind if you're still navigating your first year of marriage or if you're about to navigate your first year of marriage. Or if you feel that any of these apply just throughout your marriage in general. Um, it's not a bad thing to, throughout the years, check in and think if you're, if you're doing any of these things. If you're still communicating, if you're still sharing your life goals and what you want to do, if you're still allowing yourself to argue and you're being open and honest about what you want. These are, are good tips for the future beyond the first year too. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. Please subscribe to O Woman Podcast on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook and check out the website, owomanpodcast.com. You can find any of the episodes that you've missed. If you click on the tab, that's episode archives. It'll take you to all other 115 episodes that you have not heard, if you've not heard all of the other ones. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.